0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today's topic is, I'm going to show you the nations that will be attacking Israel, that Jesus will destroy in Armageddon. Now, I've seen several people through the years teach this, and I don't think that I totally understood it until I memorized the book of Revelation. So I think I'm going to be able to bring you some additional understanding that is actually very crucial. To understand this because this is the final battle. And World War III is Armageddon. World War III started February 22nd of 2022 when Russia invaded Ukraine. And it's not going to conclude until Jesus returns for Armageddon. So this is actually a very important topic for our generation. In my opinion, most of us will be able to see this unless we die early. If we live our three score and ten our seventy years, probably most of us watching right now will see this come to pass. Okay. So who are the nations? Well I'm gonna tell you right up front who they are. But that's not the real important part of it. Important part of it is how they fit into the whole picture. So the nations attacking Israel and among possibly some others will be Russia, Iran, Ethiopia. Turkey, Libya, Egypt, and the kings of the east. And the kings of the east would be China, India, and the seven stand nations like Kazakhstan and things like that. Now here's the important part. I've got to give you a little bit of a background here. So Revelation 9.13. And the sixth angel sounded. So this is a trumpet, meaning that this is definitely within the last month, but probably this is about three days before Jesus returns. This sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns at the golden altar which is before God, saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Now these four angels, it is given to them that they are to be released on a specific hour, day, month, and year, and they slay a third part of mankind. This is not part of Armageddon. This is part of the last few judgments where Jesus is trying to get those people to repent before he returns. He does everything he possibly can to get every soul saved, although most of them will still not repent. Anyway, let's go to the next verse now. Let's jump to Revelation 16, 2 now. And the sixth angel Poured out his vial. No, this is not the same sixth trumpet. The first one was a trumpet. This is a vial. So in that it's the sixth vial, and the uh, the audible voice said, the seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. So in that this is the sixth vial, we know absolutely, positively, this is the day before Armageddon. This is the day before Jesus returns to destroy all of his enemies. So the sixth angel Porter had his vial upon the great river Euphrates. Why? To allow these nations, Russia, Iran, Ethiopia, Turkey, Libya, Egypt, kings of the East, China, India, and the seven Kazakhstan or the Stan nations to come down to attack them. So he poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of these might be prepared. Now, if you will do a search, and I'm not going to bring it up, just search Euphrates River drying up. It's not totally dry, but it is, I think most people would say, it is already dry enough to allow these nations to come over to attack Israel now. Meaning, we don't have long, time's running out. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Who are these? It's about to tell us. These are the spirits of devils working miracles that go forth into the kings of the earth, into the whole world. What? To gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So this is the day before Armageddon. These angels, or these devils really, demons, are released. And they go out using miracles. So you can't always trust miracles. Matter of fact, I did a research on them. Miracles that are of Satan point to Antichrist. Miracles, all other miracles of God, always point to Jesus. That's how you know the difference between a miracle from the devil or a miracle from Jesus. So anyway, he gathers them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty, which is Armageddon. Behold, that come as a thief, blessed is he that watcheth, and keepeth his garments. Who's that talking about? That's talking about the Christians that were not ready, that didn't get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb about four months ago at this point. Lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Now, Armageddon, I've been there. I've been on Mount Megiddo. Uh, it takes all of about uh, two or three minutes to the walk to the top of it. There's some uh, stores at the bottom of it. It's not high. But the reason it's important is like this. Our, our Jewish guide explained it to us this way. <clears throat> he said, as you look at the hand, Mount Megiddo is here. And he said, the five pathways through Israel must pass by Armageddon or Mount Megiddo, which is Har Megiddo or the mountain or the hill of Gido, Megiddo. They all have to pass through here. So this is the, the, if you want to control the people passing through Israel, and of course you got the Jordan River on one side and you got the Mediterranean on the other side. You have to control Megiddo. He that controls this little little hill of Megiddo controls those people going north and south through Israel. That's the reason Armageddon is so important. Again, I'm probably bringing you information you've never heard before because you know I've been studying this stuff for I don't know forty or fifty years, long time. All right, anyway. This map is actually very important, and I've run across, I've done a lot of research on a lot of different maps, but this is the best one. This shows where these nations are actually residing. Now I'm gonna show them to you, then we're gonna read them from the scripture, then I'll come back and show them to you again. What I'm about to show you in the scriptures is Magog here, and then Gomer, Meshach, Gog, and Magog, Ararat, Togarma, another Gomer down here, Ashkenaz. Um, I think those are the important ones. All right, now let me show you some of those in in Scripture in just a second. This is another map. These are the nations that are going to be attacking Israel. And you may be saying, oh, wait a minute, isn't that all of them? No, actually, that's not all of them. Uh, Turkey is going to be a really, really big one. But then all of your the seven-stand nations over here, China, India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, all of those, Iran, Egypt, Ethiopia on down here, these are all of the nations except, I'm going to show you the scriptures, I believe that Saudi Arabia and Oman and Yemen or the United Arab Emirates, these down in here, they will not be part of it. And part of the reason they won't be part of it is because I believe that those nations are about to be defeated. Uh, when Israel and America go against most of the rest of Islam, remember the prophecy, that's when Israel apparently pulls out their secret weapon that apparently the world does not know about, based upon the newspaper uh, headline that was given to John Paul Jackson that said, What other secret weapons does Israel have? So apparently, Israel has a secret weapon that is going to just defeat all of the Israeli or the, the Islamic nations around them. Now, it's not yet. Okay, so off subject, I would go if I went to explain this. Let me go on. Now, let's go to the scriptures. This is Ezekiel 38. And the word of the Lord came into me saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog." Now, a lot of people thought that was Gorbachev. No, it wasn't. It is the leader of Russia. And I'm not totally convinced that it's going to be Putin, but at this point, he would be the person sitting in that position. Set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, or the chief prince of Meshech and Tubol. Now, Meshech is two-word changes. It's an ancient word. Today's word is Moscow. Tubol is three-word changes from the ancient word Tobolsk. Tobolsk, as I recall, is the largest city In Russia, and Moscow is number two. And if there's one thing all of the prophecy students agree on out there, is Ezekiel 38 and 39, is talking about the Russians coming down to attack Israel at Armageddon. Not too many things we agree on, but that pretty much all of the prophecy teachers agree on. So this is Moscow and Kabolsk, and prophesy against him and say, Thus saith the Lord God. Behold, I'm against the Ogog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back, and I will put hooks into thy jaws. Now, I believe that the hook is massive amounts of oil in Israel. I'm not revealing that today, but Leslie was shown a dream October the 28th of 2001, and she was shown where the river of oil flows underneath Israel. And what I will tell you at this point is it's in the shape of a fish hook. That's the way it flows, in the shape of a fish hook. And we believe that that's the hook in the jaw. In other words, what I think is going to happen is that when massive amounts of oil is discovered in Israel, it is going to begin to dry the wells of all the Islamic nations around it. Syria, Russia, Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, United Arab Emirates, all of those. Hayseed Stevens did some research into the DNA. Oil has a DNA. And he discovered that all of the oil in the Middle East all has the same DNA. And he believed that when it is discovered in Israel, that oil begin to dry the wells of the Arabs. And I'm going to show you why I believe that is true here in just a second. I'll turn thee back and I'll put hooks into thy jaws. So when all of the wells of all of the surrounding Islamic nations, including Russia and Iran, all begin to go dry and massive amounts of oil is discovered in Israel, that's what brings them down. They come down because they're out of oil. I'll show you. Hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth, and all thine army, horses and horsemen. All of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Now, one more, more question here. I want you to notice it's bucklers, shields, handling swords. Now, a person may be saying, well, you wouldn't fight a modern war with horses and horsemen on bucklers and shields and swords. Uh, You might if you ran out of oil. You see what I'm saying? That might be their only means of transportation because they're literally, I mean, one of the reasons Japan lost the war this is having nothing to do with the atomic weapon, but dropped um, is they ran out of oil. I mean, they literally did not have oil to get their planes in the air to, to move. In. They were totally, totally, totally out of oil. And this happened like, I don't know what shortly before the bomb was dropped. okay Now, I'm about to show you other scriptures that says that he will come out of the north parts. So here is Jerusalem. And if you go directly north, you run into Moscow. I'm going to show you two times in the scriptures where it says he comes out of the north parts. Now, I explained this in the last couple of broadcasts, so I'm not going to explain it a whole lot, except to say, the audible voice said the seven seals play over seven years, and then they conclude here on the Feast of Trumpets. The seven trumpets play over the last seven months. The seven vials play over the last seven days. I believe Armageddon takes place here on the Feast of Trumpets. So in terms of this chart, that's what we're talking about. Now, here's another chart. Again, we're talking about this day here. All of these events are leading up to this event here. Here's the other chart. As I explained the other day, Jesus returns in a lamb body, not King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation 14, 4. I looked, and lo, a lamb stood upon the mount Zion. So he comes in a lamb body, walks around for fifty days. Then we go to the marriage supper of the lamb. He is then crowned king of kings and lord of lords. Four months later, we return with him on white horses for Armageddon. Today, we're talking about Armageddon here. That's the point of our topic. Ezekiel thirty-eight verse five. These are the nations: Persia, that's Iran today; Ethiopia, we know; Libya, we know. All of them with shield and helmet, Gomer, that's Turkey, and all his bands that house of to Garma, I showed you that on a map, that's Turkey, of the north quarters and all his bands and many people with thee. Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company, that are assembled with thee. In other words, it's the Russians and all of their buddies. And be thou a guard unto them, and after many days thou shalt be visited in the latter years. So in case someone's thinking, oh no, this already happened. No, it has not already happened. Latter years, thou shalt come into the land that is brought out and brought back from the sword, that is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel. That's Israel. Israel was scattered around the globe and now she's been brought back, which have always been waste, but is brought forth out of the nations and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Does Israel dwell safely today? No, she does not. Well, what will cause her to dwell safely? That's because what the prophecy says is the oil be discovered in Israel. The oil does two things. It gives Israel the finances to build their military and it makes the Jews willing to fight for the land. Then Israel and America will go against most of the rest of Islam and there will be a great slaughter. Israel will defeat Islam big and bad and gets back all of the land from the Euphrates all the way over to the Nile. I'll show you that on a map in a second too. That's the reason they can dwell safely, all of them. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Let's talk about the Russians. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy bands and many people with thee. So here it is again. Gomer, this is the Black Sea. Russia's right up in here, okay? Gomer, Magog, Meshech, Gog, Magog, Erat, uh, Togarma, Gomer, Ashkenaz, all up in the north parts north of, of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, it should come to pass that at the same time, in other words, when Israel decides, excuse me, when Russia decides it's going to come down to attack Israel, it also gets the idea to attack another group of people, and that's the land of unwalled villages. I'll show you. At that same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think of an evil thought. And thou shalt say, ah, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. Where's that? I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls, having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil, to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. One of the things I want to do when we hit oil in Israel, and every time I say that I have to give you a disclaimer, and that is we cannot guarantee we're ever going to get the money to for or hit oil in Israel. When we hit oil in Israel, one of the things I want to do is to buy an airline. I didn't say an airplane, an airline. This is what God's laid on my heart to do, to fly Christians and Jews from around the world to Israel. And He showed me where to place them. What I want to do is say to Israel to say, Look at I'll fly the Christians and Jews back. You vet the Jews, I'll vet the Christians. And once the Jew's foot hits Israel, they're your responsibility. Once the Christian's foot hits Israel, they're my responsibility. I'll put them up, feed them, clothe them, house them, things like that. Now, I'm going to show you what the plan is here. He shall enter also into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown. But these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom, Moab, and the chief of the children of Ammon. That's one of the places that I'm considering to Fly the Christians and Jews. So 2018, uh, Leslie and I were at eat with Maurice and is now gone to be with the Lord's lovely wife, Deborah. All of a sudden he said, Lord, here," And he began to prophesy. I turned on the cell phone. This is what he said. I see you over there in Israel, but you're actually outside. You're more towards like east of Jordan, down there towards Saudi Arabia or near there. You're going to be helping the 144,000. You're going to be helping the communication and the provision. You're going to be a financer. The Prophecy Club is going to be vital, and even the Israeli army is going to listen to you. You're strategically placed. The Lord is going to use you in the darkest hour, the very darkest hour in all of history. You're going to be used mightily. You're called geographically to this place. I could show you on a map, and I see it in my head. It's south and east of the present Israel. To the east of the Dead Sea, south and east, I see a circle that has to do with spiritual intelligence. He did not know that was one of my goals is to build a land of unwalled villages. Now, here's Jerusalem. Down here is where I believe he'll want to have me build the unwalled villages, but we will see. And then on down here is Mount Sinai, October 5th of 2022. I climbed Mount Sinai. Not all the way to the top, but I, I attempt it anyway. So when it says, these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom Moab and chief of children of Ammon, means that, God supernaturally protects us down in that area from the Antichrist. So these are the, this is Edom, Moab, and the chief of the children of Ammon. That's the area we're talking about, and that matches with what um, Morisca. Okay, unwalled villages. So probably it is Petra. Do not know for certain, but probably. And these are the other scriptures I've already read. I'll read them again. These are some pictures I took when I was in Petra. And it's a dry riverbed, but it's wonderful. You can carve out. They say, they estimate a million people could live down this dry dry riverbed and carve themselves uh, places to live and big houses there. So I don't know. We will see what God has. But I'm just showing you that this is is the plan. We will see how the plan all comes out. All right, let's go on. (coughs) There shall come from that place out of the north parts. That's north of Jerusalem would be Moscow. Many people with thee, all of them riding horses of great company, mighty army. Thou shalt come against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee against my land, and the heathen shall know me when I am sanctified in the Yogog before their eyes. Thus saith the Lord God, Art thou he of whom I have spoken old time by my prophets, my servants the prophets of Israel? which prophesied in those days, many years, that I would bring thee against them. It shall come to pass at the same time, when God shall come against the land of Israel, that my fury shall come up in my face. That's the morning star. For in my jealousy and the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel, where every mountain falls, every valley fills in. So that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven, the beasts of the field, and all the creeping things, that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. And the mountains shall be thrown down and the steep places fall and every wall shall fall to the ground. This happens between trumpets and um, atonement. And I will call us for a sword against him through all my mountains. And that sword, <laughs> yes, it is sword against sword, but it's also the morning star. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. And I will plead against him with pestilence, with blood, and I will rain upon him. What does he rain? It's not water. And upon his bands, upon many people that are with him. an overflowing rain, great hailstones, fire and brimstone. It's the morning star when Jesus goes, Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. And they shall know that I am the Lord. Therefore, thou son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, Thus saith the Lord God. Behold, I'm against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and leave a bit of sixth part of thee. And I will cause thee to come upon from the north parts and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. God brings them down with a hook in their jaws to destroy them. And I will smite thy bow out of the left left hand, and thine arrows fall out of the right hand. And thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou and all thy bands and many people is with thee. And I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort and of the beasts of the field. That's where the angel in Revelation 19 says, Come, gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and, and of those that set on them, the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great, da-da-da-da-da. It goes on. Thou shalt fall upon the open field, for I have spoken, it, saith the Lord God. I will send fire and make among them that dwells carelessly in the isles, and they shall know that I am the Lord. So will I make holy my name known in the midst of my people Israel. And I will not let them pollute my holy name any more. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Behold, it is come and it is done, saith the Lord God. This is the day whereof I have spoken. Now, let me explain this. You need to understand that there's another group there. And that's called the nations. This is talking about the nations. But the fearful, the unbelieving, and the abominable, murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Meaning, what happens is, and let me explain it. This is here is where it is in the chart, but I blew up the chart so you can see it a little bit better. This is the description of the nations. The nations are those that did not receive Jesus, but they didn't take the mark of the beast either. These are the corners not harvested. They're allowed to live up to a thousand years, but they're told on the Feast of Trumpets, if you sin, one of these morning star judges over here going to show up at the speed of, of thought, which is faster than the speed of light. With the speed of thought, hit you with the morning star, you'll fall to the ground a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. And that's backed up by the scriptures down there that I'll show you. All of that happens here on the Feast of Trumpets, or Armageddon. Now let's go on. And they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth and set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers, the bows and the arrows and the handstaves and the spears. And they shall burn them with fire seven years, so that they take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any out of the forest, for they shall burn the weapons with fire. I had a big discussion with one of our speakers years ago. And he said, no, 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 this is proving that this happened seven years before Armageddon because who is it that's going to be taking wood out of the forest? I said, it's going to be the nations because it's not going to be us. We're in our glorified body. We're in the new Jerusalem. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, the same will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule that. Here, let me show you. And he, he that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more right. and I'll write, I'll write upon him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh that out of heaven from, from my God, and I'll write upon him my new name. That's talking about the nations. The nations don't get into the New Jerusalem, but we do. So when it's talking about burn the weapons, talking about taking uh, wood out of the forest to burn, to, to live, that's the nations, that's not us. Okay. Verse 11. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will give unto to Gog there a place of graves in Israel. The valley of the passengers on the east of the sea, and it shall stop the noses of the passengers. And they shall bury Gog and all his multitude, and they shall call it the valley of Haman Gog. Seven months shall the house of Israel be burying them, that they may cleanse the land. Yea, all the people of the land shall bury them. And it shall be to them a renown the day that I shall be glorified, saith the Lord God. And they shall several men of continual employment passing through the land to bury the passengers. Those that remain upon the face of the earth to cleanse it after the end of the seven months shall they search. And the passengers that pass through the land when he seeth a man's bone, then shall he set up a sign by it till the buriers have buried it in the valley of Haman-Gog. And also the name of the city shall be Hamona. Thus shall they cleanse the land. And thou, son of man, thus saith the Lord God, Speak unto every feathered fowl, every beast of the field, assemble yourselves and come, gather yourselves together into every side of my fire to my sacrifice that is sacrificed for you. Even a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that you may eat flesh and drink blood. Straight out of Revelation 19. You shall eat flesh and mighty and drink the blood of princes of the earth, rams, lambs, goats, bullocks, and all of them fatlings of Bashan. You shall eat fat till you be full, drink blood till you be drunken. This is talking about the Russians, Turkey. Ethiopia, all those surrounding nations. You should be filled at my table with horses and chariots and mighty men, with all the men of war. God puts a hook in their jaw. For he has put in the heart to fulfill his will, to agree to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God should be fulfilled. And I will set my glory. That's the morning star. I will set my glory among the heathen. In other words, when that morning star hits the earth, it glows. Sun goes out. It's been out now for about 72 hours, and it does not relight. When his glory comes out, the sun, the moon, and the stars are all dissolved. Um, All of the sinners are all dissolved. All sin is gone. The only thing that's left is Jesus and those people, a thousand years later, those people whose names are in the book book of life. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day forward. And the heathen shall know that the house of the Lord went into captivity for iniquity because they transgressed against me. Therefore I hid my face from them, gave them to the land of their enemies, so they fell by the sword. And I think that's the point. I think that's the point. Point is, World War III started February 22 of 2022, and it concludes in Armageddon. Very good possibility we're going to see those things I just spoke of today in our lifetime. I don't want us to be in line begging for food. Instead, I want to be us in line giving out food. And so here's what I suggest you do. Go to Joseph's Kitchen. I, it's bread. I mean, I have bread for my most all of my breakfast and my lunch is a slice of bread. You want to go to Joseph Kitchen. What you want to do is get this machine package right here. That's all of the gizmos you need to actually make the bread. Then the supplies are like this. Food for one person one year, two people a year, four people a year, six people a year. They're ready to ship it out right now. They've got all of this stuff. They're not out of anything. They can ship it to you. And there's videos and there's also recipes to show you how to make all kinds of bread recipes. I think I would call bread famine food. In the days of Joseph and the pyramids, seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. And what was it that fed the year or the world for seven years? And the answer, wheat. Wheat. And that's what Joseph Kitchen sells. Wheat. Wheat is, uh, it, there's not a perfect food. In other words, one food where a person could eat nothing but this food their whole life, but probably wheat comes the closest. So, recommend you go to Joseph Kitchen, get yourself stocked up.